0: Good morning and welcome. (laughs) invite you all to find your seats and settle in. Good morning and welcome to the opening convocation of the academic year. My name is Suzanne East. I'm a professor of education. I'm the core curriculum director. And it is a pleasure to see so much of our campus community gathered here together today. We have come through 17 months of remote learning and de-densified spaces that have kept us more isolated in our different pockets of campus. But this year, with the guidance of our pandemic task force, we're able to safely gather in this space for chapels and convos, And I would request that we all help promote that safety by wearing your mask properly over all of the holes through which you breathe. (laughs) Wednesday at 10 a.m. is a sacred time on the Goshen College campus. It's an hour when there are no classes or meetings, when we're all invited to put aside our work and gather here together as a whole community, faculty, admin, staff, students. When you enter the space, you are asked to put away your phones and your homework and your books, settle into your seats, take a breath, and focus on being present to the people and the ideas that we're sharing together in this space. As a way of centering ourselves this morning, I would invite you to look around at the faces of those who are here with you, the people you know and the people you don't yet know. Look around and notice who is here. This is your community. These are the people you are learning with. These are the people you will debate. These are the people with whom you will eat, with whom you may mourn, with whom you will celebrate milestones. As a small campus, one of our assets is the degree to which we can know one another. And a part of why we do chapels and convos every week is to live into that value of knowing one another in a very tangible way. Students, you're asked to attend 10 chapels or convos every semester and there are several ways you can figure out what's going on. Around campus you should see these posters and also the chapel convo website has the schedule. Every week in the campus communicator we'll run an announcement with a little bit more information about the main event. I want to highlight a few things that are coming up for us this fall. We have four chapels scheduled. And these have a spiritual focus and are most often rooted in Christian worship traditions. We do structure the fall so that if you do not identify as a Christian, you can meet the requirement without attending a chapel. However, it's important that you know that all are welcome to attend chapels. Whether or not you identify as Christian, you are welcome to come, observe, and participate to the degree that you wish. We also have three Wednesdays that will be brought to us by our Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Council. And those will focus on how we build inclusive communities both here on campus and in the wider world. And there are three days that are labeled as Convo and Coffee. And on those three days, we'll wrap up our main programming here by about 10.30. Other days we usually go to 10.40ish. There will be coffee available for free in the building as a way to encourage you to stay, mingle with one another, engage our speakers, and live out that relational aspect of community with one another. Now let's turn our attention to the main event for the morning, an opening address from President Stoltzfus, or Becky, as she is known to many of us. Becky has led Goshen College since 2017, and she has proven herself to be a gracious, wise, values-driven leader. Students, when you pass her on campus, know that she wants to talk to you. She wants to learn your name. She wants to know what you're thinking about and hear how you're experiencing the campus community. I know that your growth and success is one of Becky's whys, one of the things that has motivated and energized her through the difficult decisions of the past year and a half. Becky, we are grateful for your leadership and we are eager to hear what you have to bring to us this morning.
1: Good morning, it is good to see you. We acknowledge that we gather as Goshen College on the traditional land of the Potawatomi and Miami peoples, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the people who have been its stewards throughout the generations. And this calls us to commit to continuing to learn how to be better stewards of the land we inhabit as well. Welcome to fall 2021 at Goshen College. It is so good to be here in this space with you, and I'm excited for what this year will bring. And if I haven't met you yet, I can't wait to get to know you. I'd like to introduce you this morning to this rock. This rock is in a forest in Finland. It's probably about two million years old and came to the surface of the earth about 13,000 years ago. Now imagine if you were walking in this forest and a storm whipped up, cold rain begins to fall, and the wind blows it slant and hard across your face. The sky becomes dark. And then you see this rock. What would you do? I imagine you would pull your hood up over your head and snuggle your backside into the open part, the gap, the cleft, the rift of this rock, feeling its firm protection from the wind and rain on three sides, feeling its solid shelter at your back as you lean into it, finding a sanctuary in the midst of the storm unfolding around you. Meet the Rifted Rock. Now Goshen College has long embraced a set of core values that guide our learning and our campus life together. Each year, I open the Fall Convocation series by speaking about one of those core values. And this year's core value is compassionate peacemaking. Hmm. Compassionate peacemaking as a core value of college? When I ask what brings you to Goshen College, I'm not sure that many of you would answer, because I want peace. And yet, I expect that for every one of us, whether you are a student or an employee. If we peel back the layers of what we are really striving for, peace is at the core of what we want in life. For Christians, our English language word peace draws from the Hebrew word shalom, which, like the Arabic salam, means not only peace but justice, good health, safety, well-being, prosperity, equity, security, good fortune, and friendliness. I want that. To be human is to want that. We all want that. And even though on this earth we may never have peace, shalom, salam, fully or indefinitely, we taste it. We experience it in moments. I invite each of you right now to remember a moment when you felt deeply at peace. Maybe it was recent or long ago. When you felt deeply at peace. Take your time. What image comes to your mind? Where were you? How old were you? Was anyone with you? Most importantly, how did it feel? How does peace feel? It is both scientifically true and spiritually true that that feeling of deep peace in the cells of your body shapes you. It shapes your metabolism, the neurochemicals in your brain, and the ways your genetic material replicates. The experience of peace in the cells of our body arises from shalom. But more importantly, it creates shalom. It makes us healthy. When we feel at peace, we are more able to prosper. Learning becomes easier. We do better on tests. We are friendlier. Peace is primarily not a political idea or a military goal or a theological position. It is an experience. It is an experience that can build a foundation for life. The 1950s film star Marilyn Monroe told a friendly reporter, really I am trying to find myself and the best way for me to do that is to try to prove to myself that I am an actress. And that is what I hope to do. My work is important to me. It's the only ground I've ever had to stand on. To put it bluntly, I seem to have a whole superstructure with no foundation, but now I'm working on the foundation. Part of your Goshen College experience is about building your superstructure, your resume, your skills, your career, but Goshen will also help you work on the foundation and finding peace is an essential part of a firm foundation. It is natural that peacemaking is one of the core values of Goshen College, since this college is part of a 500-year-old peace church heritage, the Anabaptist Mennonite tradition. Our core value of compassionate peacemaking arises from our commitment to be Christ-centered and rooted in the way of Jesus. Jesus said in his most famous sermon, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. The peacemaking roots of Goshen College run deep. Roots of inner peacemaking and outward peacemaking that are connected within us and between us. I don't say this lightly. We head into this academic year navigating a pandemic, and systemic oppression, and the climate crisis, and democracies in peril, and our jobs, and school, and caregiving, and life in general. And I'm sure each one of you can add more of your own personal sauce to that. And so I want you, I want me, to know that rifted rocks exist in our landscape. Big, old, ancient foundations for peace that have our back if we look for them and allow them to support us. This year, I want us to find those rifted rocks so that we can experience peace and offer peace. Imagine yourself with your back against this rocky Irish coastline, as I read you a few lines I love from the Irish-American poet David White. Feel the way the cliff at your back. Feel the way the cliff at your back gives shelter to your outward view, and then bring in from those horizons all discordant elements that seek a home. Be taught now, among the trees, and rocks, how the discarded is woven into shelter. Learn the way things hidden and unspoken slowly proclaim their voice in the world. Find that far inward symmetry to all outward appearances. Apprentice yourself to yourself. Begin to welcome back all that you sent away Be a new enunciation. Make yourself a door. Make yourself a door through which to be hospitable, even to the stranger in you. That is what I wish for you, for each of us this year. And to those of us who are so compelled by the urgency of the issues we face, who are drawn into the good An idealistic whirlwind of action for your causes. I give you these words of the Catholic writer and social activist Thomas Merton. To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to surrender to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, to want to help everyone in everything is to succumb to violence. The frenzy of our activism neutralizes our work for peace and destroys our own inner capacity for peace. It destroys the fruitfulness of our own work because it kills the root of inner wisdom which makes work fruitful. I want you to know you have an inner capacity for peace. Pay attention. The root of inner wisdom is real. It is called by many names. Inner Light, your Conscience, Holy Spirit, to name a few. And it is alive within you. It is the way you were made. It is part of your operating system. I urge you to learn its language. Inner peace can sound mysterious and difficult, and sometimes it is, but sometimes it is simple. It is about rest, and sleep, and play, and love, and good food, and real conversations, and gentleness. As we find our own sanctuaries, we become rifted rocks for others, shelters that others can lean on. We become firm foundations who embody compassion, nonviolent ways of speaking, deliberation, and postures of openness. We find the courage and creativity to seek inclusive community and transformative justice in all that we do. I want to tell you two stories about peacemaking at Goshen College. Lois Mary Gundon Clemens graduated from Goshen College in 1936. And when she was 27, she moved to France to serve in an orphanage when Nazi Germany occupied France in World War II. The children in her orphanage were mostly Spanish children, fleeing the Spanish Civil War. But Jewish children began to come, refugees from the Nazis. Lois had to decide whether she would disobey the law and harbor Jewish refugee children hidden among the other children. Nazi soldiers repeatedly came to the door unannounced, looking for any Jewish children to deport to the concentration camps. If she disobeyed them and got caught hiding Jewish children, all the other children would suffer. Lois chose to hide the Jewish children and to deceive the Nazi soldiers. Oops. Her diaries tell of her anguish as she navigated the tension between her inner wisdom, the law of the land, and the duty of protecting all those in the orphanage, including herself. But she also found her rifted rock. Lois wrote home in 1942, my year's experience in relief work over here has taught me more than ever that one has to live only a day at a time. And that God's faithfulness toward those who put their trust in him can be counted upon for the experiences of each day as it comes, bringing its particular problems. I know that without the assurance of God's abiding presence and God's sustaining help, I would feel lost in an impossible tangle of circumstances. This was Lois's last letter home. On January 27, 1943, Lois was taken as a prisoner of war and spent a year in the hands of the German government. Eventually, negotiations led to her release and arrival back in New York City on March 15, 1944. From New York, Lois returned to Goshen and began teaching French at Goshen College that fall. In 2012, after her death, Lois Gundon Clemens became one of only two Americans ever to receive Israel's Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial, Righteous Among the Nations, award for her quiet but daring acts of compassionate peacemaking. Incidentally, Lois's family was full of basketball players and she was a sports fan who asked about the GC basketball team in her letters home. Lois was a sister to Ruth Gundon, our first director of women's athletics, and our gymnasium is named after Ruth Gundon. The second story is about a rifted rock symbol on our campus. 40 years ago, a young instructor in our art department, John Mischler, collaborated with Goshen College students to create the iconic broken shield sculpture that is in the center of our campus. And here it is in miniature form and John is with us today. John Mischler is now a nationally celebrated sculptor known for his outdoor public art pieces with works in many spaces inside and outside the United States. He continues to create here in Goshen and to teach here at Goshen College including his popular sculpture course offered each May term. But in 1981, Broken Shield was John's first public sculpture. His inspiration was the passage from Isaiah 2, which anticipates an age of peace when nations will beat their swords into plowshares. The shapes in the sculpture are suggestive of instruments used to work the earth. Both idea and form are representative of a peaceful way of life, living in harmony with the land. John wrote to me that his hope was that broken shield would become a peace symbol and part of the college's identity. The bold red-orange color and the movement in the work reflects the energy necessary to keep such a symbol and idea alive. And so it has. Here is a photo published in the Record of students using the Broken Shield sculpture as a site of vigil to protest the start of the first Gulf War in 1991, 30 years ago. And in 2009, a student-led crowd of nearly 100 people gathered next to the Broken Shield to express their objection to our policy at that time against employing openly LGBTQ faculty and staff. That policy was replaced by a new non-discrimination policy in 2015, a change that we now celebrate. Sometimes, making peace means making what civil rights activist and Senator John Lewis called good trouble. Why a broken shield and a rifted rock? Why is our core value compassionate peacemaking? Why not just peacemaking? Because I think peacemaking cannot happen without a degree of openness to the world. Compassion means to feel with. And that is why we begin this year and every year with an acknowledgment of the violent displacement of Potawatomi and Miami people from the land we now know as Goshen College's campus. It is a small gesture, but it is a step toward correcting the stories and practices that erase indigenous peoples' history and culture and toward inviting and honoring the truth. There is so much in the world today that is broken and violent. It can be overwhelming. My goodness, I know that. I feel that. And so I want to leave you with this physical expression of what it means to be a rifted rock. Consider these two hand positions, this and this. Both are important. Compassionate peacemaking requires openness. And compassionate peacemaking requires boundaries. Compassion means feeling with, but it does not mean merging with. Empathy is not agreement. We need boundaries that protect ourselves and protect each other. Compassionate peacemaking does not mean being open to everything all the time. Rocks are powerful metaphors for a reason. After all, we are not called to be jello. So I leave you with this posture. My hope for this year is that we can find the rifted rocks we need to provide us sanctuary in the turbulence of these times and that we can be rifted rocks for one another, building strong foundations of peace, protecting one another, opening ourselves to each other, and holding our boundaries in the ways of peace. Thank you.
2: Thank you, President Stoltzman. Good morning. My name is Roz Wall, and I'm a faculty member in the music department. And I would like to invite all of you to sing with bold and courageous sound the alma mater. And the words will be here for the verses, and the chorus will have the music as well. One of my mentors, Nick Page said about singing and making harmony um, that the best thing to do is to sing and listen and learn and sing a note that sounds good. And then when it doesn't sound good anymore, sing a new note. Also, If participating in any of the music ensembles would support your work at Goshen College this fall, there is still time to audition for any of the music ensembles, choirs, instrumental ensembles, and there are flyers out there, and information in the communicator, and I'm not checking a text, I'm just getting a pitch. bold and courageous sound. There's and there's a spot, there's a spot in the, the
3: other leaf. Leaf.
0: Thank you so much to all of you for being here. We have just a few announcements. If you could hold your seats for just a moment. So in a minute, I am going to dismiss you by class to exit out the north side of the space and form the Goshen College traditional welcome applause tunnel, which leads to donuts. So first-year students, you will exit last and pass through the applause tunnel formed for you by faculty and older students. And this is, hang on just a second, this is a ritual that comes full circle when you're seniors and you graduate and you leave the commencement space and faculty line up and applaud you. It's a small tradition, but it's a way of blessing your entrance and blessing your exit on both ends. Uh, Before we dismiss, we want to note and just celebrate the many athletic events that are happening today, including a few home openers. If you are on any of our fall sports teams, would you raise your hand and let us show our support for you and your season by applauding you? Keep your hands up. Thank you. And best wishes especially to all of you who have events today. As we exit, we are going to hear music from the band Girl Named Tom. It's a sibling band, two of whom are Goshen College alum. They'll be playing at the Goshen Col- or the downtown Goshen Theater on homecoming weekend, and they will be sometime this fall appearing on NBC's The Voice. So as you exit, we'll hear, um, I'm all right. As the music starts, I would invite faculty, staff, and seniors, just faculty, staff, and seniors to exit out the north side, and there will be event staff out there organizing us into the tunnel.